We've got some fresh <laughs> Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. You're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentisprofit.com. Oh, yeah. That is right. And today... Episode 155. Can you Congrats. even believe that? Congrats. And we are going all across the other side of the world to bring you how to increase your ROI 3% and scale it three, to the three moon. X, 3x, Fonzie, not oh. 3%. 3x. Oh, wow, yes. Get it right. I, I cannot see. That's when you know I need new glasses. I know, man. 3x, wow. yeah. Three, we're not talking about 3%. We're talking about 3x <laughs> return on investment. Yeah. That is what's Good up. Job, that is Good what's job. up. I mean, You're I'm super excited. You. Yeah. I was like, 3% <laughs> and to the moon doesn't really make that much sense. Now, 3x and to the moon. I mean, it's like 3% a second. Yeah. You, you know like what? I get confused because you wrote, you wrote in here the x in caps when you should have write it in small. Definitely not. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, Fancy, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros with Content Momentum. That's right, and guys. you might That's be asking right. yourself, why is Content Momentum? Well, if you produce a long form piece of content, just like this one that you're listening to or watching, and you need a modern media team to come into your business and help you turn that content into value-packed bite-sized assets so then you can leverage your, your efforts, amplify your message, and send it all across the interwebs like little minions so they can get you some new clients. Guess what? We are here to help you out. Please slide into the DMs at BizBrosCo on Facebook, on Instagram. We want to talk to you. Let's go. While you do that, guys, go ahead and follow the podcast in your favorite platform so you know this episode is going to be dropping every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays with incredible value. Also... Follow us on social media at Base Bros. Go when those golden boulders are dropped every single day and you can see snippets of value every single day. That is right. And our only ask for you is if you find value in today's conversation, is to if today's guest helps you get one step closer to your goal or you know of somebody that might be able to get a step closer to their goal because of this guest today, please, please share the episode and don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you. About a year ago, we were in Nashville standing in a line waiting to record a testimonial for one of our coaches. People are getting emotional. Heck, I was getting emotional just thinking about the progress that we've made up to that point. All of a sudden, I turned around and our guest was standing there with a huge smile on his face. So I thought, let's start a conversation so I don't start crying. <laughs> Little did we know, this person is the MVP of scaling with YouTube ads. You're a crybaby. Or yes. <laughs> is the owner of a seven-figure agency that works with clients around the world. His results includes a whipping 3 million smackaroos, yes, those are dollars, returns from ads and an average ROI of 3x and 5x. Talk about hashtag Juicy Juicy. Apart from crushing it and scaling webinars with YouTube ads, he also belongs to the exclusive Two Comma Club, has done seven-figure months, and has been interviewed by the almighty marketer Steve Larson. That is right. Please welcome the YouTube ad skin, the guy who saved my brother from crying in public, <laughs> and incredible marketer, Brian, Brian A. A. 
welcome, Brian. <laughs> Gotta be on here. Yeah. The, Brian, tell us where you're joining us from because this is so awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we have a morning show and late night show together combined. Poof. <laughs> yeah, joining you guys from Singapore all the way. I don't know. I think 20, 30 hours away. <laughs> yeah, Flight. all the way, dude. Well, yeah. thank you so much for spending your Friday night with us here. And then uh, I'm sure you guys are ready to go party and celebrate after being on Content is Profit. This is the, <laughs> this is the pregame to the party. Uh, uh, so, Brian, thank you so much, man. I, I honestly, I, I was getting emotional that day in that line um, because... Everybody was like, the community was there, you know, the people that had been like getting some awesome success, right? And I, I remember turning around and you were there, we started chatting and this is what's wonderful about this online world, right? Like we start meeting people from all over the world. Uh, you are in Singapore right now, we've had people from all over right, and, and connected. And uh, honestly, I had no idea what you did until, you know, we started chatting. And then I was like, holy crap, like this guy is like MVP. Like, let me learn. Uh, let me ask more. And it was it was great meeting you, man. You, guys, you, you were so awesome and, and open to, you know, share what you knew at the time. And I can't wait to continue to ask questions today. So thank you again for, for coming out here. And uh, yeah, what, why don't you start with sharing a little bit of your story like how how do you start your agency how do you start like being a business owner and then you know why why you started that uh okay long story is basically i i think i never told this i think i never told you when i met you at that time uh I, i graduated as a physiotherapist at first uh from school yeah like around two two years back so at that point in time uh when i went overseas for internship And I came, when I came back, I actually was at a kind of like a crossroads of whether to actually, should I just do my own thing? Should I start something like from scratch or should I just, yeah. just work in a hospital, right? So uh, thinking that I was still young, <laughs> I was 25 at the time anyways, uh, <laughs> I would just like try something uh, since uh, there wasn't any much risk for me at that point in time. So I went, and a few months later, I went to various events, I think like seminars, like events. And uh, you guys heard of success results? We've heard of success results. Uh, yeah. Success resources. Oh, resources. No. Yeah, I honestly, no. Okay. No, but uh, okay, so... making notes right now. <laughs> tell, tell us more, please. <laughs> so tell us like, more. Uh, it's like a seminar event uh, with uh, very, very big people, so, uh, like maybe Tony Robbins, um, oh, wow. uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. All those people come uh, together and to do like a sh uh, kind of like a... I would say both having pitches and both having uh, like kind of talks and mm -hmm. seminars during that point of time, right? So I went to yeah. one of those to kind of see what I can do, uh, start a business or like what, what do I want to do? So I met, uh, I started my first agency with people that I networked there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really, uh, I really, uh, how's it? I really prioritize and actually know the importance of networking, especially in events. Mm -hmm. Even though I, at that point of time when I met you guys in Final Hacking Life, uh, I kind of shy the Asian mm -hmm. kid around the block that don't really know how to talk to <laughs> <laughs> Americans, right? So uh, I pick up my courage and just try to talk to more people. Um, moving yeah. fast forward, I filled my first agency because I really didn't know what I was doing. Uh, ads, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know whether I was getting ROI for our clients. I don't know exactly what the clients wanted as well in terms of results. And moving forward, uh, that agency failed. I mm. actually met uh, some seasoned entrepreneurs and she started another agency with them. Yeah. Uh, then oh, that's only when I found out about the ClickFunnels world. I found out about mm. Stephen Larson, uh, Russell Brunson, 
and where I learned, I went through the OFA and actually been through uh, all these like fun funnel stuff, conversions, copy and sales funnels, uh, launch and all these things. I started to get to know more and more about it. Yeah. And during that point of time, uh, we had clients that were coaches, consultants that were doing seminars and I was kind of forced into uh, just marketing for them, writing their whole webinar slash slides for them, <laughs> teaching them how to pitch, closing at a bank for them. So wow. basically I was thrown into a world yeah. and I had to kind of like just do all of this stuff at one go and try to get earn money because it's a kind of a profit charity, right? Yeah. So I uh, kind of made that happen with one of our clients and then from there we took off. Uh, took off to doing funnels, doing Facebook ads itself. And we did a bit of YouTube ads, but at the start, but we didn't, we weren't really focused on it. So when the Facebook apocalypse came, <laughs> I would say, that was when we actually started to use more of it, more of YouTube ads, uh, more of uh, getting our clients to use it as well. And actually positioning ourselves as one of the YouTube ads in Asia and getting more info clients, more local clients to actually hop on a bandwagon as well. And we're diving very, very deep into uh, into YouTube ads for our clients, uh, be it the way that you actually start if you don't have a, a big base, the way that you have a brand, you can actually do a lot of good fun stuff. And the way that if you're just only a direct response type of thing, you want to just push people to a webinar just to get sales. And there's another way as well. So for me, I see it in a very different format. Yeah. Uh, and we, we advise our clients to use both content and paid ads together so that you get the best results on YouTube. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much for kind of like sharing your story. Uh, so many business owners, right, start out there and uh, and they think that first business is the thing that's going to make it, right? Like in our, in our story, um, you know, we started with a sticker company and creating vinyl stickers and we're like, we're yep. going to be millionaires, right? And obviously we started for the whole wrong reasons. But um, and then it was like this little machine and we were, you know, spending a whole night cutting stickers and yeah, never again. And then we're like, T-shirts, let's do T-shirts, right? Because it's easier or whatever. And it was a hell too. So anyways, I props to those that <laughs> that create those businesses and, and create yeah. a solution for those that don't enjoy making the T-shirts like us, right? But we learned a ton of lessons, right? So from... I'm interested to know, like, from that transition, from that, what you call your first failed agency, right? Like, what is a big lesson that, that you took with you, right? For us, like, on the t-shirt side of things, we were like, enjoy the process, right? You, we got to enjoy the every single day because we were coming home at 8 p.m., right, from work and just screen printing these t-shirts all night long. We almost killed each other, right? <laughs> Thank God we didn't. And we're like, never again, we're going to tackle something that we don't really enjoy doing, right? And this is why I think the show has been super successful because we really have a blast doing this thing and, and, and staying consistent, right? So for you, from that experience, what is a big lesson that you took with you? <clears throat> what is a big challenge maybe that that you remembered, you're like, man, like I, this was the one thing that made me like transition, right? Because sometimes we stick with it. Um, so how long do we stick with it? So what was that moment for you? Um, when I was getting very burned out serving clients, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Clients were complaining. Um, <laughs> so I found out a few key reasons why. It's first things that uh, I partner with one of my uh, a partner at the point of time is because I didn't know how to do sales. I was scared to be out there so, uh, talking to clients and I was like kind of like uh, I look a bit young <laughs> at a point of time so <laughs> I think I, I think I still look very fairly young uh, but when I speak to clients people don't take me seriously mm. so I had that like self-limiting belief that I can't do sales um, I'm very bad at it I didn't know exactly what to do to close clients especially professional clients they wear a suit they wear everything I just wear a t-shirt and jeans right 
<laughs> when I go in, um, I was very, very afraid. So I always let my partner do the talking, do the sales. And what I realized after that is that um, there was no alignment between uh, the salesperson and the marketer, right? And then there's over-promising, under-delivering. And then um, we try our best to salvage the situation and then you can't salvage it. So I think yeah. number one thing I learned is that uh, sales is a must, no matter what industry you're in. Even if you're a tech founder, you just want to be at a back seat. You need to minimum sell yourself. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the bare minimum. And yeah. one way of doing that, uh, speaking to people one day we do that, bring out there through a brand, be it in copy on Facebook. There's so many ways to do that right now uh, online, especially during COVID, right? So there's so many different ways that you can do it, uh, online, offline. Uh, by that point in time, offline was my weakness. I didn't dare show. I don't like closing. Really. I don't like talking about money. I don't like talking about, uh, you need to pay me $2,000. And they will say too expensive. Then immediately I'll say, okay, then what about 1.5, right? 1,500. Yeah. Because I, I will flinch. And, and yeah. at that point in time, it was very, very normal for me to flinch. So uh, I learned after the first agency that uh, it is a need and a must for me to learn sales. It's a need for me to talk about money matters fast, quick, and cleanly so that expectations are managed as well. Uh, and that uh, for for the next thing is really about fulfillment-wise, don't do too many things at once. So I was doing yeah. social media management, writing ads, doing ads, and actually helping them with the sales process all the way through, right? And mm. we're getting a lot of different clients as well at that point in time. Yeah. So that was a very difficult time. Uh, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And that's why it, I just crashed and burned, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I loved I love the fulfillment side of things uh, you know and I wrote here you know the secret to crushing fulfillment right and uh, I think there's a as you're telling your story I think there's a parallel too because when we first when we after the t-shirts right there was an agency phase where we thought we were an agency we we're just freelancing right and uh, we will advertise it as the anti-marketing agency <laughs> to everybody right we we're like what do you guys do oh we're the anti-marketing agency and it was a great hook because everybody's like oh my gosh tell yeah. me more right That's like, it's like we're the anti-marketing agency and we're gonna do exactly the same <laughs> that other marketing agencies do <laughs> <laughs> so we, we you know the question at the time was uh and this happened about four years ago right it was hey what are you struggling with like what is the issue and uh, we will find a different solution to that and then go execute. What this yeah. cost was, we ended up having like nine different things, right, that we had to fulfill on. Um, and then we couldn't kind of deep dive or, or do the best, right? We, we couldn't perform at 100%. And even though there were some results, there was a lot of friction, right, that we encountered with the clients, right? It, it, one of them, <laughs> which, by the way, we still have a great relationship with them. We adore. But she was like, hey, guys, you know. I feel like I'm your guinea pig. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. And uh, you it know, is bad because it was true. It was true, like, exactly. Every <laughs> single time we would learn something new, we would be like, hey, we have a new idea. <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, bless her heart. Like she she rolled with the punches and, and you yeah. know, she, she got awesome success too, you know, on, on her business and, and she's crushing it right now. But it was a, that was a very painful moment uh, to realize that, right? And we're like, man, like we have to, uh, we have to niche down. We have to like focus on just one thing, right? And then that conversation kind of started. How how do you guys find that YouTube was your thing? Like when you guys transitioned that, right? Because we like we went through this process of we had to sit down. We kind of mapped out everything that we were doing. We saw the feedback that the current clients were giving us, which was content. And we're like, okay, let's focus here. Afonso was very resistant to content side of things, right? He wanted to do something else. Um, and then... But the feedback was there and we're like, this is the thing that they're asking for. So let, let's kind of dive in and, and see 
like how can we tackle what is like what is the piece of the marketing content that we can that we can tackle and help and provide a ton of value right and we had this system called the m2m that we started to execute so that that was our process right and then we had to basically call these people and be like hey we don't we don't do this anymore and then COVID happened and then they called us and they're like we don't do this anymore so it was like a double double <laughs> double side crushing side there but it, it helped us move forward and you know we're super thankful that that happened today so what like what was that moment to you where you were like hey instead of doing all this stuff right why why youtube why youtube ads like why there um so basically you would because for local business side, I would say we also serve local businesses. We did funnels for them. We did Facebook ads for them. Uh, and we actually positioned ourselves differently. Yeah. So being the head of the, like, the coaching info slide department, uh, I think one thing that we all both learned from uh, our mentors and market and teachers is like positioning, right? Mm. So I always think on in the sense of like, how do I, can I position myself strategically so that they come to me or I have an edge over them, I can hook them rather than say, hey, I do the exact same thing as your, as your as the person servicing you right now. Uh, but I charge cheaper, so it never it never worth the while to either charge cheaper or take like maybe one year to brand yourself at that point of time, right? So I was thinking like, how do I get them to talk to me? How do I get them to notice me? How do I get them to to want to even buy my services in the first place, right? Because everything I sell is similar. Then I talk to myself like you guys. I map out the whole process what we've been doing. They're slightly different, and what the offers few clients actually bought in to us, right? Yeah. I realized that YouTube ads was something that they buy in. But there's something that I don't really actually like kind of brand myself or say anything about it until like uh, last year, right? Then uh, we realized, hey, YouTube has like a pretty good space. Nobody's really doing it. Uh, in terms of coaches, there's only like, I can count with my hands, like there's I think less than five people right, teaching about it in, in like the ClickFunnels space in, in the world, right? Uh, there are a lot of people teaching it, but uh, more people, that, I think there are less than 10 agencies in the world, if I'm not wrong. Uh, and there are many, many uh, small little freelancers here and there. And then compare that to Facebook ad agency, compare that to a funnel agency, you can see how, how big the difference, yeah. and the, the number of people you need to fight, right? So then I, then I decided, uh, me and my partners were, were discussing and we decided, hey, why not we just try it out? And maybe in the first few rounds, you, you never know what we might get. So I started writing a few posts here and there. Um, and I noticed that there were more people receptive to it. Uh, more people started noticing me and calling me names that I didn't know I had. <laughs> right? So like a YouTube ads person or like he, he runs YouTube ads. He has YouTube ads agency. He really can help you scale. Then I realized, hey, it's, it's like quite a viable option. And we, we dove like all in into that. Uh, and the second kicker was really during when I sold a YouTube ads class in Singapore uh, online. So basically on Zoom, one day class. I sold it for $1,000. And like had ten people uptake on it, uh, just without launching. It's just I had post like three posts <laughs> on my Facebook profile. Yeah, I had no email list, no nothing, and then ten people bought it straight away without me trying to go on a call with them or anything. And knew that hey, this is uh, a good positioning. This is a great way to actually uh, differentiate myself. And actually, YouTube has something that uh, I can dive way, way, way deeper into. And uh, that's when we actually dive in more, uh, way deeper into it. So a lot of people think. YouTube ads, uh, the hard part of YouTube ads is either doing the script or the targeting, right? Uh, but most of the time, it's based on strategy as well. And people don't think of it big picture enough compared to the Facebook ads side of things. So if you can take a bigger picture of YouTube ads, uh, like how the whole people think, how people react to your content, how people react on Google to your content, to your brand, to your 
how do what do they find after they view your content, your webinar? You can actually create a whole ecosystem that actually kind of influence them to your buying cycle, right? And that's what I, I envision at the end result of like creating a full on system for for our clients itself. Wow, that 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 sounds extremely interesting, and I love that comparison between the amount of people, the positioning, right? How you differentiate yourself and how you find that space. Because I was very obsessed for the longest time to trying to learn how to run Facebook ads. And I gave very little consideration to YouTube ads, right? Honestly, and I think it's because of the lack of hype around it. There's a lot of hype with Facebook ads. There wasn't that many, there wasn't that much hype around YouTube ads, right? And I'm curious for those that are looking, like who are YouTube ads good for, right? Like who's that person that can really benefit from running a campaign on on YouTube, right? Um, that being, you, you, I know you said you work with course creators, right? These people that have webinars, but I'm used to, and I don't know if this is just because of the way I look videos on YouTube or whatnot, but I'm targeted a lot with big brand names and it's not very often when i come across you know somebody selling me a webinar right for me to go to a webinar so then i can purchase their their course it's not that often that i run into it so i'm curious how how does that part work in there uh that's the first part of the question is who is it like who can use it i would say all business can use it it's just how do you use it uh, give an example is that, but right now a lot of people say that YouTube ads is only useful for high ticket and I do agree because the cost per click is much higher as the intent is also much higher. Yeah. So the conversion actually varies. Uh, I would say YouTube ads conversion might higher. Um, so in that sense, higher ticket always work like sales calls, webinars, uh, e-commerce that sell like maybe gaming tables above like a few hundred dollars in AOV, uh, average order value uh, will definitely work on there. Uh, if you if you realize even e-commerce like uh, Doctor Squatch soap, yeah, uh, Dollar Shave Club also work right. So, um, but it, it it has different underlying factors on actually how you target and what's your strategy. So for cheaper or like slightly more like mass market things that are slightly below like ten twenty thirty dollars as e-com products, but when you're selling like a course or a business that's I should say is facial, uh, massage, all these kind of things, right? You need to understand. Yeah. Uh, as long as you high ticket, you can do it. But if you're low ticket, what's the strategy? The strategy basically is very, very simple. You create content first that solves problem, that helps people solve a problem, right? So example is, uh, let's just say for you guys, uh, if you guys want to spend so much on going through a webinar and all this kind of stuff, uh, you can just basically teach people how they can distribute to 30 touch points, actually get clients, uh, automatic clients from there and just give the whole overview of your system. Right, teaching people how to do it themselves, uh, but not really teaching them how to edit. Right, so teaching people how to do it themselves, then just put a thirty minutes, twenty minutes video on YouTube, and run discovery ads to your target market. Which is uh, discovery ad is basically um, if you go on YouTube right now, on the top right, top left hand corner, there will be a video thingy, and then right there, there there's an ad itself. You can see there's an ad inside your featured uh, YouTube areas, or when you click any other videos. Uh, on the top right hand corner, there will be like a the list the featured videos, right? Yeah. The top one is usually the this uh the ad itself, and that's what I mean by discovery ad. So it make people search uh for certain things. For example, how do I create content? How do I create a month's worth of content in one day? Right. If they're searching for this, 
or how do I get a higher editor to batch my content? How do I create multiple content? How do I start a YouTube channel? How do I start a podcast? All this key uh, intent, you can actually get them to search, put your video, 30 minute video tutorial in front of them. And then once they are indoctrinated by that video, you retarget them to your application core. Just very simple. Retarget, we can do it for you at a, yeah. at a faster rate and a much better yeah. rate. We do you want to actually take out take us out on that offer, right? So that's how I would do for in terms of like kind of call it guerrilla marketing or like uh, intent, smart smarter intent. So this one can use for coaches, can use for e-commerce, can use for anything. So previously, if you realize, uh, people use uh, YouTube to actually get e-commerce sales as well. And one good case study was, will it blend? If you guys have heard of it before. So I think Russell used this example a lot of times. It's basically a blender and then yeah. they just throw everything inside and just blend it, right? <laughs> just throw and blend it. Yeah. Um, so what this does is that if you go viral on its own, you already know that the blender already has a unique uh, mechanism, which is that it is you can crush anything, you can blend anything, right? So if the if that brand actually just purely run a few dollars a day retargeting, it will have crushed its e-commerce sales itself, right? Yeah. So really about uh, for which business is really about what intent you use first. How do you which type of audience level of audience you are targeting? Is it unaware, aware, and what problem are you really solving? Yeah. And how do really people find that problem online? What do people search for? What do people look for? What do people indirect, indirect? And that's how I usually see it. Uh, as a copywriter, marketer, you see it as an overall view first before you enter as a strategy and, and marketing. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what was the second question? I kind of lost it. No, no, no. That, 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 that was, was pretty good. good. Yeah, you, you, I think you answered the, the whole entire question right there. And I love how you went off, you know, like... You need to find that intent. And for people that might not be in YouTube yet with like a lot of views or anything, it's like use that discovery part of the ads to then leverage that traffic. I think that is so important, right? Because a lot of people, yeah. I think a lot of people feel a little bit down at first because they're like, oh, I don't have an audience, right? Like it's going to be very difficult. But like these tools give you the, I feel like they give you the options, right? They want you to succeed, right? They want you to spend more money in their platform. So they're going to give you the option of, uh, actually getting in front of more people. And while you were talking, I actually went on YouTube and guess what? Like I spent, I, I go to YouTube probably every single day to watch a, some sort of video. Right. And yeah. I've never noticed that the top left corner is actually an ad recommended video from you. I never noticed that literally. And I was like, wow, that is actually really cool. The fact that I didn't notice because I think one is is one of those videos that is related, right? Recommended for me. So, because I feel like a lot of people, when they immediately know that, that it's an ad, what's in front of them, there's a little bit of resistance on, oh, I don't want to click on it, right? But the fact that this yeah. kind of like goes, you know, like under the radar, you don't, you, you don't really know it's an ad, I'll be way more willing to actually click that. So, wow, like... This is cool. It got, it got the, the, the gears spinning, <laughs> right? Yeah. So right, talk about, I, I, I'm curious, let's say we create a piece of content that is for discovery ads, right? That first step that, you know, is help with the intent of people that I'm guessing is going to be related to, to what they're looking for, what they actually have been watching, right? Something related to that. What does a good piece of YouTube content looks like? Um, okay, content to me is like copywriting. It is always, uh, 
for me, I think one thing that a lot of people that do content wrongly, even for written or video format, is the show not tell format. So a lot of times when I actually like, uh, I think all the mentors like in the quick funnel space and other marketing space always say like, you need to sell the thing that sells the thing and don't sell and don't share everything, then you definitely won't get a client, right? But then there are other people that are diehard fans. They need to give content, like give everything away, and like mm-hmm. basically they'll buy from you due to value. Then I want to. I'm kind of in between both because I believe in value and I also believe that you should sell a thing just to give them more value. Uh, but then what? Why? How do I f- balance it? And and this whole I think like this whole few months I actually was trying to balance it, I'm trying to find actually where's the sweet spot? Where do I get people to know that I'm giving them value, but yet they still want to buy more from me? And that's very, very difficult for a lot of content creators, a lot of video people, especially people that haven't done video before and just get on video. You just basically ramble on like a webinar, right? So um, show not tell concept is basically, as it seems when you're in school, basically when your teacher asks you to show uh, object and not say like this is a like, ball, right? You don't, you cannot say that this is a ball. Yeah. So you just say everything around it and don't say exactly what is it. Uh, I put in a concept whereby Show not tell is just basically a demonstration of what maybe the end result is or a demonstration of what you guys can do instead of showing them step by step exactly what you and your team do. It's two different things. The demonstration of what you do is like, for example, you guys have the M2M. Uh, we have our own unique process. Other people have their own unique process. It's like instead of saying like process, usually we say process, we take the file, we actually go into edit uh, Adobe and then we edit it this way, blah, blah, blah. That's too long to understand. Uh, it, it, it give you value, and you can show them a whole process online as well, but uh, it's not sales oriented as well. So how I put it is that, for example, you guys have a good case study or have a good uh, understanding of uh, uh, authority uh, piece. Like for example, you guys uh, maybe saw ClickFunnels doing something, saw Tony Robbins doing something and distributing in a certain way that was similar to you guys. What I would do is take that certain way Tell them how I research things and actually add in my uh, framework into it and showing them that why Tony Robbins is also using similar framework and getting such great results. So I'm showing them exactly why they should get more, put more content out there. However, I'm not telling them exactly how they, they should do it. Yeah. But they understand that this is value because they, they get, they understand that hey, they need to put more content, they need to edit and actually distribute it this way. Right? So after knowing that phrase, they understand also that your unique mechanism actually helps them to do it much, much easier. So you actually deliver two types of value. And then the natural progression is that they ask you, the next logical step is, hey, can I can I get you guys to do it for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that is like a really show not tell. So you don't really, you demonstrate truly what uh, what your process is, why you're doing it. You don't really tell every single part of it. And um, I think in a nutshell, it's just basically, I can't remember, is it why and not the what, right? Yeah. yeah. The why and not the what. Brian, I have a very important question. By the way, that, that was incredible. Thank yeah. you. And, and I hope everybody listening is paying attention and, and, and utilizing this to apply it to your own business, right? Uh, but my question to you, Brian, is like, do you have mics on our office, in our office? <laughs> because, no, I'm Mic- kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Microphones. <laughs> I was just like, stop, Louis. Yeah, no, I'm, saying, I, I'm embarrassed right yeah, now. I, embar- I apologize, no, 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 no. Brian. So I, <laughs> I love it, dude, because um, that's exactly the type of content that we're going to start creating for our community and our Facebook group. We just wrapped up the 45 Live and we had a discussion on like, what is, what's next, right? And that came from the feedback of people, right? We can show it through through the show, but it's like, literally, we're just going to go and find these frameworks of people that have been publishing and how do they publish and what are the pieces. And, and I love it, 
commitment and I love that we're in the same page because this is the validation mm-hmm. that, I mean, I don't think we need a validation. We're going to do it anyways. But I think this is a great step that it's like, perfect. That's the right path to, to do it. And I think it came from feedback. It came from you that you clearly are an expert in these things and, and know what you're doing. So thank you so much for for giving us that that extra gas um, to to continue to do it. So for those listening, guys, if you're not yet in our Facebook group, go ahead and find us on Content is Profit, where we're going to be breaking down all those frameworks and, and bringing it back Un- to unlocking you. Unlocking content unlocking frameworks. Content, is that the name of the show? Unlocking content frameworks? <laughs> unlocking it. Okay. <laughs> Yes, good. we need like a, a chains uh, sound here. Oh, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah, yeah that would be pretty awesome, dude. Uh, Brian, I'm I'm loving this, right? Like share that mainly that why, right, and a little bit of the what, but don't explain really the how 100. percent Kind of like that in between, right? And I never, I never thought about it that way when you said it. Like, there's people that t- that say, you know, sell the thing that. The, uh, explain the thing that sells the thing, right? Or and then there's other people that are saying, uh, just give all the value out there. I'm I'm up more. I, I feel I lean a little bit more towards the share the value, right? And I feel now the way we're explaining this, I feel like we're talking about politics. You know, it's like oh yeah, I lean one side more than the other. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I like the way you do it. It's like you know, I'm still delivering value, right? The reason is. I feel like some people, imagine you have like a, something that you can measure value with, right? I feel like after a certain point of the value that you have delivered, I think it becomes kind of like irrelevant, right? I think for people, they already have in their mind, like, oh, I already received value from this person. What does value create, right? It creates trust, right? It creates that uh, authority, that relevancy, right? Like people just want to know more about you. But if you just keep delivering more, you're just not becoming more valuable. I think you, you're you're already valuable to them, right? Like every time I see Russell, uh, a, a content about Russell or his podcast, whatever, for me, it's not like, oh, Russell today is 10% more valuable to me than he was yesterday, right? Uh, for me, he's just an extremely valuable marketer, right? That, that we look up to. So I think that's important to notice because when we fall into just give all this value, we might be thinking that we're increasing all that perception on the other person when in reality it's like we just capped out at one point and they already had this trust and everything and the next logical step is to help them take an action, right? And we cannot do that if we're not selling something in the content as well. But just like you said at the beginning of your story, a lot of people carry this like false beliefs, right? These like fears around selling, talking money, getting on phone calls with people. So... I'm curious on what are some steps that people can do to move past that, that for people to feel more comfortable selling in their content. Mm, I think before I said a question, I had a random thought in my mind is that uh, I think the reason you guys are actually unlocking content, uh, the frameworks as well. Um, and I think this is something that everybody can do. Uh, that's something I did as well, uh, is positioning yourself using that content. Right. So if you guys can unlock the content of like the best content creators in the world, people will deem you as one of the best content creators in the world as well. Without like subconsciously. Yeah. So that, that's the point that I want to put across. Um, I love it, man. But then, Thank you. Yeah. So, so your question is like uh, sales, uh, the mindset and the stuff like that. Uh, basically, I had the same problem. I always think that I should sell cheaper, not more expensive. Uh, then it comes to a point where in your life, where delivery issues 
because of how much money that you're receiving. Because your time is limited and then you cannot leverage as you you might have leverage as much as possible, but then you reach a point where it's not possible anymore. And then what happens next, right? So like business is based on profits. If you don't have profit, your business will close down. So you must be comfortable in selling. And in terms of sales, it's also a transaction of value. The only reason why you are not comfortable selling is one is you don't believe in your product or yourself enough. Or two, uh, you have a bad relationship with money. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. either or. It's really either or. So product-wise, if you guys believe in it, you basically want it as in many people as many people hands as possible. And that's why you should sell. Because it changes people's lives, it helps yeah. people deliver value, transform and impact them, right? And for the second one, the relationship with money is that you need to be okay to say the price, right? Yeah. Uh, and that really comes with practice and mindset and maybe a coach will help, I think, in that. Um, so you never know what is possible until you say a number that you think wasn't possible. Yeah, true. <laughs> so like, uh, I had a client like can... Uh, at first, we thought, hey, agency life is about 2000 3000 per month, right? And that's really, like, I think on the high side of things compared to a lot of people. Um, then when a client came, uh, when we actually do more, like, profit share and rev share, yeah. revenue shares out of clients, we're getting 30 50 100K a month from that one client alone, right? And then it totally changed my perspective on how to structure the deals and how to ask for yeah. basically more. Uh, and that was when um, it shifted to me and my belief that uh, A, that uh, you can really literally ask for more, you can deliver more value. And, but then your whole business model must change, right? So then it comes to the point where this one client is giving me $100,000 and I change one tweak in his business, he gives me 110. I change another, he gives me 120. But then all the other two, $3,000 will not change for eternity until they leave. <laughs> yeah. Right? So then... Um, who do you actually take in that scenario? Like, if you think about it, it's really what do you want? What's your lifestyle and stuff like that? Yeah. So uh, we made an executive decision at a point in time. It's the same problem. Like, if you keep selling it low price, you will come to a point where you get burned out. You won't be able to fulfill much, and then you don't know what to do. Yeah. So similarly, we cannot help the hundred thousand dollar client a lot based because of this, right? You need help to a certain extent every single month because we were tied down by other clients as well. So yeah. I decided to just get all revenue share clients only and in the same similar domain like coaching and consultant and it should only do like do everything for them. So meaning strategy, content, strategy, marketing, ads, uh, launch, emails, how they do their sales, how they do their offers, how they structure their views, everything, right? Yeah. How to do affiliates. And that's when you add more value, more value, more value. They don't mind paying us more than 200k a month if they're getting like one million a month they don't really care yeah and that's like uh, how we how we think of things now um so really wealth is to me um is created from value it's created from nothing as well sometimes so wealth is a you cannot think of it as a fixed thing like the wealth in the world is not fixed rather it can be created from nothing as well yeah so think about it third world countries how do how do third world countries create like uh entrepreneurs as well so they create their own uh, inventions they create new different uh, pro- they solve new different problems and when they do that they actually get paid very well right and then the wealth is actually more and more it's created more and more as well and when you solve more and more problems and like us when we create this podcast uh maybe somebody out there in the world might get wealthier through one of the things that we share 
Yes. Right. Absolutely. And not necessarily sticking from anybody <laughs> because <laughs> it's solving a problem and then it's valuable to everybody. So yeah. that's how I really think about the mindset and the money right now. Um, there are a lot of books out there that you can read. Yeah. Uh, recently, I read, I think, novels. Uh, I can't really pronounce the name, but I, I think the, the other one called novels, Ravikit, I think. So I think people who want to actually read more about life, spirituality, and money, you can read that. Mm. Uh, and there are many other books about on, on wealth as well. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna reach back to you, Brian, to <laughs> to share some some book recommendations. Yeah, we we love getting ourselves a, a a good book, and yeah. I'm not just getting it, reading it too. <laughs> so, yeah. Brian, I, I'm I'm loving this. Those reasons, you know, that people are usually like bad at sales, and I think the first question they need to ask themselves is, do I believe in what I'm selling? Right? Um, it, and your story kind of like took me back to the first time that we sold some sort of our service, right? <laughs> Which was a few years back. And we were selling kind of like social media services to this restaurant. And we had, we had there and man, I was so nervous. I personally obviously didn't believe in what we were selling because I didn't have the skills to do what we were selling. We were just literally learning as I was, as we were, you know, trying to grow the business. And when the guy asked me for the price, oh man, I like, I got sweaty I got like super <laughs> nervous, you know. I felt like I was playing the final of the most important soccer game in my life. I was just oh, so so much pressure, <laughs> and the price was five hundred bucks, right? It was it wasn't like that much. It was five hundred bucks a month, but for me at that moment, it was like, man, this is so much money, right? And I asked him, and surprisingly, the guy said yes. I don't know if he was out of pity <laughs> or or what, but the guy was like, okay, cool, let's do it, and I was like. <gasps> It worked. And literally, as soon as I woke out, I called my brother. I was in the car, just calling my brother, like, guess what? We closed the client. We're official. We're legit, right? Um, but we still didn't believe in what we were selling after that. And guess what? We didn't close that many deals. And, you know, there was a, a big change that came after that. Yeah. But it is so important, like, working personally on the relationship with money, relationship with your own service and everything. Uh, you know, what is pushing you? What is, why are you doing what you're doing, right? I, I can tell already why you do what you do, right? Like, you're helping all these incredible people be successful and in part also, they are helping a lot of other people, right? So it's like that hourglass effect. It's incredible. Um, also, I, I love the way you do the revenue shares. I think like having skin in the game is very attractive for the people that you're selling to because they're like, oh, okay, if I lose, he loses too, right? Um, or it's like if I win, then everybody wins. And I think that's a, a, it's a really cool mentality to, to tackle things with. So, I mean, props to you, man. Like, I, I, I'm feeling here we're going to have to revisit some of the things that we do. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, yeah. But, you know, overall, what I thought was, and we, we have been talking about this lately, is you're making yourself indispensable for your clients. With all the support, all the things that you're doing for them, all the value that you're offering them, right? Like, putting, putting the skin in the game, these people are like, I need to have Brian in my corner. Like, I want Brian in my corner because no matter what, he is fighting for the success of my business as well, right? And it's better to go at it with somebody else than just yourself. So, you know, props to you, man. I, I think that's that's extremely exciting. 
And yeah, we, we have some thinking to do over here. <laughs> That's awesome. Brian, we have a couple of questions left for you. So one is um, for somebody that's in starting their journey, like as publishing, you know, transitioning from that uh, consumer mindset to producing uh, content or selling stuff like brand new-ish entrepreneurs, right? They're, they're getting traction. What would be your number one action point for them to start getting that momentum, that progress? Mm. Uh, actually, I would go against the grid and say don't con don't produce too much content. Uh, and that's because you need to be strategic in what you post as content. Mm. So what I mean is that if you post content for the sake of content, you can post for one whole year and nothing takes off. And then you will get any clients as well. So uh, rather than that, it's really understanding what's the end goal you want. What is the end result service or products that you want to sell? And what's the problem that you want to tackle? Uh, start from there. Uh, then to really get a momentum, I would say your first few videos getting some sort of results, basically in terms of sales, in terms of getting known, is will be good, right? But that never happens in the first few rounds. Uh, but rather, uh, what I realized when I just started doing content, because I don't really do a lot of content based on Facebook. Uh, I just post things on Facebook, right? Content on Facebook. I just uh, post, right? So uh, what, I, what I knew that actually pushed me on that point of time was that after like one or two posts, people start talking to me. And these are deliberate posts. So uh, people start talking to me. People start asking me questions about certain topics. Right? And then you know that people are actually reading, people are listening. And then like after three, four posts, you see, hey, one guy came up to me and said, I want to be a client. Another guy came to me, I want to be a client. And then you know that your posts are working and the content is working. And that's when uh, you realize that uh, whatever you say has value. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot about, I feel that putting what your thoughts out there instead of creating content called modeling after people, right? Although we learned that modeling is the first step, I would say put your own thoughts into your topics that you want mm. to talk about. Because like uh, you are unique, you have your own ways of thinking and it's very much unique, uh, different. So think about the content you watch right now. You watch a podcast, you watch Joe Rogan talking about certain topics and your thoughts about it. You watch, you, you hear so much podcasts of people talking about their thoughts about certain politics, about certain marketing, about certain life, about wealth. And why are you so entranced by it, right? Yeah. Compared to a guy just saying, do this, blah, blah, blah. This is why you should do it. And you'll get good results. So you're just like, oh, that's boring right now <laughs> at this point of time. So rather than that, create your own free, uh, thought process behind things. Think of it in your own unique way. Uh, speak out your own thoughts and mind. You, you, everybody has that. It's just they are too afraid to share that on videos because of uh, perfectionism yeah. and whatnot, right? Yeah. And scared of people actually seeing that uh, they didn't create. <laughs> so that's, that's like the very, very key point. And to continue doing it uh, is really to distribute it everywhere as much as you can. If you do not sell yourself first, nobody will sell you. Mm. And when you reach success is when People are selling for you instead of you. Yes. Oof. I love this. Yeah. Man, I, I love I love what you share right now. The strategic <coughs> the strategic aspect, right? The strategic thinking. Uh, then distribute it as many places as you can. You gotta sell yourself before other people can sell you. I think that's that's incredible. Right. Yeah. I, I think that is a really good remark. And that my favorite part was you need to turn your thoughts into that something special, right? And 
that was my favorite part in because that has that has been what we experienced in the last year and a half, right? Before this year and a half, we were looking for shortcuts, right? We were clicking on on the products, the $27 products that were like, buy my 200 templates of social media posts. Yeah. Guess what? Like, yeah. no, like that is not going to do anything for you. That's not teaching you how to think, <laughs> right? Like if you're just filling the blank, it's not teaching you how to think, right? Like everybody's aware. I'm going to make a very polemic comment here, but like everybody's aware that U.S. education is not good and all their testing is multiple choice and fill in the blank stuff, right? Like if you do the same thing in your business, guess what? You are not going to be successful either. You need to learn how to think. You need to learn how to turn those thoughts into words that are going to turn the people that read them into clients. And that that takes repetition, right? That That takes what you're saying, intention, right? You need to attack this content with intention, strategic thinking. What is it I want people to do after they watch my content and then create, right? Go into that creator's mode. So, man, thank you so much. I I, I love this part. Um, I think I'm going to, like, as, as you were talking, I'm like, I need to write a piece about this. I need to write something about what you're <laughs> just saying right now because it's really cool. So, um, yeah, that might be coming in. That'll be a great, that'll maybe be today great, or tomorrow. That'll be a great topic for uh, the group. The group show today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's, they, they need to move to the next stage. That right? is the next stage. Yeah. So like we, we help people go from consumers to creators. Now they're in that creator's mindset and they're like, okay, what do we do now? Is that strategic thinking that you're talking about? So that is, that is incredible. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Brian. You. Thank we you, we Brian. got one more question. Yeah. One last question. So man, where, where will you be if you did not start putting your message out there? If you didn't start, you know, having those conversations or content conversations that we call them, um, or publishing, where will you be right now? Still trying to do, I would say still trying to do a lot of co-prospecting and saving, <laughs> uh, especially with different, okay, so for me, uh, different businesses have different prospecting needs. Uh, yeah, so at this stage I am, I can, I will still do co-prospecting, but my brand will help me uh, kind of bridge the gap much easier because people won't know about me unless they know about me. And getting to the stage of getting inbound leads for like revenue share clients is too difficult. So rather show them what I have in mind, what I have did before, what interviews I've been on, all the fun stuff of my brand and publishing and my content, and then retarget them, right? <laughs> so that, that's how I think. Uh, but if I never do any of this, uh, it'll be a very difficult road. Uh, people won't know about me. It'll be very hard to talk about anything. Uh, I don't have my thoughts out there to show that I am a certain type of person. And I don't have how I think and how basically actually I can add more value as well. So I think content really, really helps. Uh, at first, I think I didn't believe in content because I run ads. But then again, ads is the form of content, right? So it's like yep. a contradictory statement. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't believe, I didn't believe like SEO, right? SEO is just getting more traffic to your website that read copy cookie cutter type blog, blog posts. Yeah. Right. Uh, so what I uh, I I went through like this two years was that content can be strategic, content can be sales, salesy in a sense as well, and you can yeah. bring people to the next logical step and still give value, right? And then that's what I really uh, about for is really how you actually do all that together, combine it, and actually see how you can place yourself in strategic positions, place yourself out there. So uh, content also can mean many different things, right? Creating it or getting on podcasts. <laughs> with other people. 
or getting onto um, other people's case studies. And so such that there are still content. So it's like really thinking how can you leverage the heck out of it, leverage the brand out of it, and leverage other people's brand in Dream 100 or whatnot. And that's how really I, I think right now. But without it, uh, I won't be where I am at today. Maybe you're still struggling to get clients, trying, trying very, very difficult to get clients and failing, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. And thank you so yeah. much for, for sharing your thoughts. Thank you so much for sharing your, your lessons, man. Uh, it has been an incredible uh, way to reconnect, man. It's been a while. So thank you again for, for showing up today and, yeah. and delivering these value bombs that we had yeah. all day. Hopefully next time it can be either yeah. in Singapore or here in the States or somewhere else. Somewhere you know, else. that'll be fun. We can be in the middle. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Right. Dude, I love it. Here. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Brian, where, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you if they're super interested in, in working with you and learning more about you? Uh, you can find me on basically uh, my Facebook. Just search Brian um, uh, ZHI-WEI. Uh, I think you tagged me in one of the posts. So, and another one is on YouTube. Uh, if you search my channel, Brian Ang YouTube ads, doctor, you should be able to find me, my channel itself. I'll be posting more content on there. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Nice. Love it. YouTube ads, doctor. Woo. That's we, awesome. We will be there. First row. Uh, <laughs> we're going to leave all the links, all the links right in the description, guys. So all you got to do is scroll down, click there, and uh, that's it. You get in touch with amazing Brian and his team. Uh, so awesome. Fancy. Any Any last thoughts? Oh, I just want to thank you, Ben. It was amazing. It opened up our minds to new ideas, new thoughts, which is what we love these conversations. This is what, what create, creating content for us, this is what it's all about, right? Building these relationships too. So I appreciate you, Brian. Yeah. Brian, any, any last thoughts before uh, we let you go? Uh, no, man. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Content's Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow everywhere at Bizbros Co. and Content is Profit. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful and you need help from the YouTube ads doctor, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys.